Today we are talking to Sue Steele. She is running for Troy City Council President. My colleague Corinne Carey interviewed Sue Steele when she was running in June in the Democratic primary runoff for Troy City Council President Democratic ticket against Emily Men. Um, you won that race back in June, and now you are up against the Republican candidate for Troy City Council President Brad Lewis. Sue Steele, welcome to the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here, and thank you also for arranging these interviews. They're so important. Yeah, it's hard sometimes to find uh, information in any in-depth way on the candidates, so we really appreciate when candidates come in and take the time to talk to us for, for these 10 minutes or so. So thank you for sure. carving out that time sure. from your campaigning schedule. So I just wanted to start kind of real broad here, Sue, and I was wondering if you could talk about the role and responsibilities of Troy City Council in terms of the governance of Troy? Certainly. Uh, the City Council is the legislative branch of government. So when you're thinking about Congress, for instance, we, we are Congress. We are the uh, lawmaking branch, the policymaking branch of city government. We do not administer programs. We fund them through our fiduciary responsibilities by adopting the budget, amending the budget, uh, transferring funds here and there, but we are not the administrators of the services. I also like to think that as a city council person, I am a bridge to the administration sometimes when people are experiencing uh, issues in their neighborhoods that they can't resolve. That's the best part of the job, is when I can help someone accomplish what they want. Great. And if people don't know, Sue, right now you are on your second term as a Troy City Council person for District 3. Correct. If you win this position, you're one of the few that will be returning in the uh, next term. I'll be senior in more ways than one, yes. <laughs> Funny. You have a grip on how things work there. So, you know, as I've been watching from the sidelines, how things operate in our city for the Hudson Mohawk magazine, the Troy City Council has a bit of a reputation of not really introducing legislation. It's mostly, if you read through most agendas, legislation is introduced on behalf of the administration. And that makes sense in many ways, shapes and forms. But what can the city council do uh, in terms of this, is this a problem? And how can the city council, under your leadership, hold the administration accountable? Well, uh, good question. First of all, I would want to say that uh, should I be elected council president, I would like to see some of those things change. I would like to see us act as a more independent body. A lot of that will depend on who gets elected, and the makeup of the council. But I would love to see us work across party lines and develop uh, initiatives that are council-driven. It's very important for us to be a check and balance on the administration. There's no doubt about that. And if obviously, some of those legislative pieces have to come from the administration. But I have a strong background legislatively. I was a the clerk of the county legislature, for instance. So I'm, I'm familiar with drafting legislation. That's not an issue for me. It's getting folks to work together. 
and and that is what I feel. I have a strong background in that as well, strong collaborative skills. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Having said that the city council doesn't much introduce legislation, the city council has been holding a series of hearings on Harbor Point, which is not a typical happening or business for the city council. There's been the lead, there's been, you know, distributing ARPA funds, there's uh, many vacant positions. But I'm just sort of curious, from your perspective, what is most important for the Troy City Council to focus on in the next term? Um, I just want to say uh, that I was actually the council member who suggested that we invoke our subpoena powers and conduct these hearings to shed some light on the failures of of this particular system and going forward. um, I would very much like to see us concentrate on code enforcement, residential occupancy program. We need to hold negligent and absentee landlords accountable. We aren't doing that now. Much of the reasoning is we don't have the the bandwidth. We do not have a uh, fully staffed workforce. And so I would look forward to working with the administration going forward and certainly during this budget season to invest in our workforce to be able to provide the services that our residents deserve. They pay taxes. They deserve to have their garbage picked up on a regular basis uh, without having to call to have their leaf bags picked up or, or something like that. I mean, that's may seem minor, but it isn't. Um, it's important to people. Uh, certainly, you mentioned lead. We need to be diligent in finding funding uh, so that we can fulfill our promise to replace all residential pipes that are lead free of charge to residents. I'm a strong believer in affordable housing. I chair the Troy Housing Authority, and so I think we need to look at diversifying our housing stock and making sure that we really are providing affordable housing, not just student housing or housing for those on the upper pay scale. So that's uh, something that I will always keep close to my heart and work towards. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot in, lot to look forward to, um, and it will be interesting going forward with an entirely new administration what direction we will be going and how we can work towards, hopefully, mutual success. Great. There's one thing that you said that I just want to circle back on, which is, you know, this particular administration spent a lot of time focusing on getting the city out of this huge debt. And in that, it seems that many positions were sacrificed in City Hall. Is that sort of like the general understanding from your perspective? And, you know, what will it take? Like, will we be back in debt if we start to fill in some of these positions? Or like, what's the best way forward in terms of like, getting code enforcement a director and these sorts of things that we hear about? It's it's going to be a delicate balancing act. And it's going to take some uh, in-depth analysis financially to figure out how we can do this. Part of the issue is we're not paying our people enough. We're not competitive with other other municipalities. Uh, we cannot attract the best of the best. And folks are leaving our workforce because we're we're not up to par. So we're going to need to do a, a salary analysis uh, to determine where we need to go in the future. 
Great. Uh, Sue Steele, you currently chair the council's public safety committee, and you have called for uh, a meeting on October 10th at 6 p.m. talking about our emergency response, body cameras, dashboard cameras. I, I imagine this is sort of in response to the news that came out about the uh, fatal crash that took place on Hoosick and 15th Street where a police officer ran into Seba Aokawi. Uh, I was just wondering if you could talk a, a little bit about what the city needs to do in terms of building policies where we, you know, we have officers wearing body cameras for some years now, but there's still no policy related to that. So what do you hope to accomplish at this meeting and any thoughts you have on these things as the chair of the Public Safety Committee? Right. Thank you. Uh, first and foremost, what a horrible tragedy on so many levels. Um, and my heart goes out to the family and to the officer himself, because we don't know exactly what happened. We have reports uh, we can draw conclusions from those reports, but again, they're only reports. Uh, the investigation is ongoing, and I look forward to that report from the state police uh, and from the state attorney general. I think that the public deserves the facts, and so what I hope to accomplish at the hearing is to uh, shed light on the policies that do govern speed of a, a police officer, body cameras, cameras in the vehicles. What type of training do our police receive regarding these policies? And if, in fact, they uh, violate that policy, what is the uh, repercussion? What, what will be the repercussions uh, for that? I think people um, need to live in a fact environment. And so my hope for this hearing is that we get the facts out on these policies. We create an understanding in the community. I think we want our residents to feel safe, not only safe from crime, but safe in the instance of a, of a police officer rushing to a scene of a crime. And so I think it will be helpful to, to bring out some information about these policies. Which is a bit of a uphill climb because, as we read in the Times Union, Mayor Madden has for several months declined to respond to general questions about the sort of emergency response policies. So how do you glean information in this? You talk directly to police commissioners and such. I've invited the uh, mayor and the, and the three police chiefs to come. I imagine the City's Corporation Council will also be at the table. They're the ones who are most familiar with these policies and, and how they are um, carried out. So uh, it will be an opportunity for council members to question them about them. And I'm hoping that there'll be an opportunity for the public to, to respond after they've heard some of this information. As we have gone a bit over here, I'm curious, what, what do you really want our audience to know about you? Why should the people of Troy vote for Sue Steele for city council president? I think I'm the most qualified. I've spent my career in public service in both city, county, and state levels. I'm retired, so I have my time to commit to the city. And I really, really enjoy the work that I do for the city 
and I'd like to continue it in a leadership level.